0: My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 49. In Iteration 47, I finally put an end to my search for a new camera, and I couldn't be happier with my decision. For those of you who haven't listened... I rebought the Olympus EM1 Mark II that I had previously returned to buy the Fuji XT3, which I'm currently selling. Email me if you're interested in buying it since it's not likely to see much use from me. Anyway, it turns out there's much more to the story that has nothing to do with gear, and it really became clear on a recent road trip Adrian and I took to Savannah, Georgia. But before I get to Savannah, I need to back up a little. So I've been, I don't know, frustrated, I guess, with my own photography for quite a while. And I think that frustration played a big part in the whole, which camera should I buy saga? I think I'm a good photographer, sometimes maybe even really good. But lately, I've been having a hard time connecting with the photographs I make. Many of them are interesting from a technical perspective, And I really do love the experience of seeing the world through a viewfinder and the challenge of, you know, finding interesting composition and chasing good light. But beyond that, there's just, there's something missing and the work just doesn't land for me. It doesn't grab me. And I think it has something to do with my connection or specifically the current lack of it to the subject matter that I photograph. So Adrian and I take this road trip to Savannah for a few days, mostly to get out of the cold of D.C., We stopped overnight in Richmond to visit some friends of hers and as a way to sort of break up the 10-hour drive. And just as a side note, Richmond seems like a terrific city that I would love to go back to sometime, especially if we could stay at Cork again, which is one of the coolest hotels I've ever stayed at. It's fun and funky, and most importantly, there's no lingering whiff of bleach on the sheets and towels, which drives me bananas. We only had a day there, but I managed to shoot a few frames in the afternoon light. And again, it it just, I don't know, they just weren't that interesting. So the next day, we drove the rest of the way to Savannah, which was a pretty uneventful drive, although I must say that the rest stops on the East Coast put the rest stops in California and Arizona to shame. We finally arrive in Savannah, and the first thing you notice about the city, at least in the older part of the city, is the architecture and all of the little unique squares that dot the various neighborhoods. Our Airbnb was on Monterey Square, just across the street from the Mercer Williams house, which, if that sounds familiar, it's the house that was made famous by the book and the film starring Kevin Spacey, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It's where Jim Williams allegedly killed his lover, Danny Hansford, and subsequently died himself less than a decade later. A local lore says it's haunted, though, to be fair, ghost stories seem to be part of the stock and trade of Savannah life, at least for tourists. As we learned over the next few days, it's the stories that really makes Savannah interesting. Sure, the architecture and the parks are lovely. If you go, you know, make sure you see Forsyth Park. It really is beautiful. But you can see all of that in a day. The stories, however, and the characters who populate them could keep me busy for years. For example, we were walking along the river and saw this guy taking a cigarette break outside of one of the restaurants. How are you today? I asked as we walked by. Well, he said, smiling, I haven't stabbed anybody in the eye with a cocktail fork yet, but it's still early. (laughs) I didn't pursue it, but man, I would love to have a drink with that guy. You just know he would be a character. So as I often do, I talk to shopkeepers and waitstaff and, you know, we try to walk down smaller side streets rather than adhering to the main drags. And we were walking on one of the side streets after dinner, and we walked past this old shop called Bradley Lock and Key Shop. And looking through the window, you could see what looked like thousands of key blanks on the walls and this enormous collection of seemingly random stuff that filled the space. And I don't mean filled as in occupied. It was more like it inhabited the space. The shop was closed, but I knew there had to be stories there buried among the ruins. So the next day I went back and I met Andrew Bradley, the current owner, a keymaker who has been following in the footsteps of four generations of Bradley keymakers that began this shop 136 years ago. 1883 is when this shop opened. I didn't speak to him for long, maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. But it was long enough to have a conversation rather than simply a transaction. And while the photograph I took of the shop isn't anything that special, really, it's my favorite shot of the trip because of the connection I made to the environment and to Andrew in our brief exchange. If you're interested, you can see the photograph on my Instagram feed. So this was just one of a handful of connections and stories I was able to make and listen to over the few days that we were there. And whether I'm talking to a chef about where he goes for a good meal at two in the morning when he's off the clock or learning the family history of the manager of a cookie store who moved away only to move back after a string of deaths and now owns the family home he grew up in, I'm reminded over and over that everyone has a story to tell. And it's a privilege to be able to connect with someone, however brief that connection may be, and in that they feel like they can share a story or two about their lives with me and that it will be heard. This long weekend in Savannah reminded me that people are what largely interests me about a place. Of course, I'm interested in architecture and the look or the design of the place, the typography of old signs and the like, but it's the stories of the people who live there, that's what really resonates with me. I try to talk to as many people as I can when I'm out in the world because acknowledging another human being, even if it's only to say hello, It lets them know they've been seen and that they're not alone. And not everyone acknowledges the interaction. In fact, some people seem to be really apprehensive about responding, but by and large, in my experience, most people smile and many say hello back. As connection and story have become more important to me as a way of moving through the world around me, the straight-ahead street photography that I've done for years, which really is often anonymous, holds less and less interest to me. Don't get me wrong, I still love looking at street photography from people like Saul Leiter and Fred Herzog and any number of other photographers, but the trip to Savannah helped me realize that unless I'm shooting something specific, like background plates or architectural details to use in one of my paintings, I need to be doing less street photography and instead making more photos that come out of a connection with someone else. In the show notes, you'll find links to a few interesting items, including an amazing behind-the-scenes look at the stunt driving from Mad Max Fury Road. It's absolutely incredible to me to see just how much of that movie was done practically rather than CGI. And from the real to the unreal is the work of 3D artist Joseph Bashara, whose work is... Really, just spectacular. I did a little 3D back in the day in Lightwave and 3DS Max, but I never did anything as complex or as realistic as what Joseph's done. And I meant to put this in the last episode, but it slipped my mind. On Taking Pictures, listener Josh Eikenberry has managed to cull six years of the show notes into one monster list of links. So if you've ever wanted to see what we talked about over the course of 325 episodes, Josh has you covered. And Josh, thank you very much for not only doing this, but making it available to other listeners so they could see it as well. Subscribe to Jeffrey Sidoris everything in your favorite podcast app to get every iteration along with process driven in between and special one-off conversations all in one feed. And as a reminder, the individual show feeds are going away on April 1st. So if you are subscribed to iterations directly or one of the other shows and you want to keep getting them, please do subscribe to everything so that you don't miss anything. Connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sadoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S or on my website at Jeffrey Sedoris.com. You can also email me at talkback at Jeffrey Sedoris.com. As always, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you being here. I hope you're enjoying these and I'll talk to you on the next one.